Jed, and I'm a very grateful member of the Allen family group. Uh, is the microphone working okay? I don't want anybody to miss this. Okay, I was worried about that. Um, I love Al-Anon. I love that I'm a member of Al-Anon. I love that I get to uh, go to Al-Anon meetings. Uh, my family is happy that I'm an Al-Anon, whether they know I'm an Al-Anon or not. They, they're, they're grateful that I'm a member of Al-Anon. I, uh, I, you know, Al-Anon for me was a punchline to a bad joke. That's all it ever was. You know, that's all it ever was. It uh, was a punchline to a joke. And uh, um, I... Started coming to Al-Anon because I was uh, riding motorcycles with a group of guys one night, and uh, we stopped and uh, talking with John, and uh, John says, Eddie, how are you? And I said, I hate her, and I hate him, and I'm pissed off at this, and I'm so freaking resentful, and I don't get this, and I, I just wish that I hate my life, and, I, and I, it just sucks. And he just very calmly said, yeah, you know, when I felt like that, I started going to Al-Anon. And I was like, oh, my God. Al-Anon? Really? And I said, when are you going next? He said, I'm going Saturday morning. And I rode a motorcycle over his house, and I even rode a really Al-Anon meeting up in the VA on Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. And, uh, um, you know, when I came to Al-Anon, I was, I was resentful. I was, I was mad. I was angry at, at, uh, at a lot of people in my life. And, you know, and I knew enough to know that I had a part in it. You know, I knew enough to know that I had a part in it, and I knew enough to know at the time that I really thought my life should be different than it was. Um, I really thought that things should be different, and, and I didn't get why it wasn't different. I, I didn't get it, and, uh, and I didn't get my part. I, I had that voice in my head that said, you know better. You know, you, you shouldn't be doing this again. You know better. Um, and... Uh, so I went to the VA on Saturday morning. I fully expected to walk into the meeting and meet a bunch of old women and, uh, and uh, sit in the meeting for an hour and not relate to anything they said and walk out of the meeting and go, I tried down and down and down and you know. And I walked out angrier than I did when I got there because I related and I knew I had to go back. And, uh, <laughs> and I did not want to go back. I didn't want to go back. And uh, I talked to John, and John said, I go to this meeting on Tuesday night in Mount Washington, and uh, it's a 12 and 12 meeting. They talk about the 12 tradition and 12 steps, and they share it on it. And, uh, so I went, and, uh, and uh, I, I just uh, I listened, and I didn't say much, and I just was mad. I just was mad. And, uh, um, and you know, for me, uh, one of the things that hits home with me, uh, this is how the courage to change. I read this almost every day. Um, alcoholism is a family disease. It affects not only the drinker, but those of us who care about him or her as well. For some of us, much of the thinking has been passed down from generation to generation, has been uh, distorted. By my presence in Illinois, I have committed myself to breaking this unhealthy pattern. As I continue to attend meetings, I begin to heal, to find sanity and peace, and to feel much better about myself. I am no longer playing with my old role. I am no longer playing my old role in the alcoholic system. Instead, of the entire family situation begins to change. Ironically, when I give up worrying about everyone else and focus on my own health, I give others the freedom to consider their own recovery. One person's recovery can have a powerful impact on the whole family. When I take care of myself, I may be doing more than I realize to help 
loved ones who suffer from the from this family illness, family disease. Um, and that's really what happened to me. Um, you know, um, alcoholism, my grandparents, you know, my father, uh, my aunts, my uncles, it, it's in my family. And uh, um, most of my friends are alcoholics. I, you know, uh, um, you know I, I talked with my mom. My mom decided to come today. My mom's in the front row. You can all give her shit afterwards if you like. Um, and, uh, I told my mom, I told her to ask you now and leave, and uh, she said, I want to come, so she decided to come, and we started talking about what it was like for her growing up with alcoholism, and what it was like for me growing up with alcoholism, and what I remember and what she remembers, and uh, it's interesting how, you know, I can remember my father, you know, picking me and we'd go driving around, whether it was in his police car, because he was a cop, or whether it was in, you know, his own car, and he talked about my mom. It's crazy. Man, she's crazy. I should leave her. Why am I still? Why don't I? Why should get divorced? Why am I still with her? And uh, and I would hear her talk, hear her talk all this negative garbage about mom. And you know what I believe? Mom's crazy. You know that's what I believe. Mom's crazy. Growing up, you know what I mean? I believe my mom was crazy because my dad said so. You know. So I get in relationships with somebody, and then something would happen in the relationship. You know what? She's crazy. That woman's crazy. You know, my finger's broken. That's what it is. I just picked the wrong girl. You know? And that's as far as I ever got. You know? Um, and I've looked. I've searched back on my past to try to figure out where my illness began. And uh, in talking with my mom, I figured it out. You know, uh, you know, today when you have a baby, you have to name that baby before you go to the hospital because, you know, legally they, they have to give the baby a name. And, well, in 1962, you can take the baby home without naming it, you know? So I was five days old before they gave me a name. And uh, it's like a puppy. You know what I mean? If you name a puppy, it's hard to get rid of it. You know? and, uh, so I, I realized that they didn't even know if they wanted me or not. So, so it really hurt my feelings. Um, so I figured out what the deal is. I can go trace it back to when I you know, had five days. It's about my whole life, you know, rotating. Yeah. Um, I told her I'd tell that story. She just told me to get over it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just grew up with with ideas as to how things were and how I was. I had ideas as to who I was and how you know how I should act and what I should do and shouldn't do. And, and uh, um, I don't know where I got the idea that I couldn't take care of myself. I can't. I can't take care of myself. I can't make decisions about my own life. You know, um, I don't know where I got that idea. I don't know where um, I got my ideas about the relationship. What, what a relationship should be like. You know, I would always make contracts with you. You know, I would make a contract with you about how our relationship is going to be. You know, I'm going to take care of this. You can take care of that. Now, I never shared the contract with you. you know? <laughs> but I had a contract. I had my ideas of what your part in our relationship was. You know, and when you didn't hold up your part, well, then I was mad at you. And uh, I would get mad at you in the middle of dinner, you know. And I would get mad while we're driving down the highway, or I would get mad over the tunnel. And you would be like, we were just talking about having green beans for dinner, you know. Where's this rage coming from? And I would throw things, and I would yell, and I would scream, and, uh, and I would get that look. Like, what in the hell? 
poison ivy. No alcohol. You know, what's the matter with you? Um, and and I be remorseful, and I try to apologize. And how do you apologize to a bunch of old people? You know, for swearing somebody about that, being that full of rage. You know, how do you apologize to that? Um, and, you know, then I think, well, I'm just a piece of crap. I'm just a piece of crap, you know, and that's just how it is for me, you know. Um, it's just who I am. Um, so I come to Alano and I sit in these meetings and they start talking about their part in life and what their part in is. And I would sit next to people and uh, the next moment in the meeting, that's going on with somebody that's drunk, you know. Going on and go home, they're not safe. They don't feel safe, in, you know. Um, and they're smiling and laughing and having a good time, you know. Uh, and... You know, I'm not going to come to somebody come up. I'm just miserable as hell, you know? I'm just miserable. Um, and and I, I could see Alan working in their lives. I, you know, I could see Alan working in their lives. I could uh, um, I could see them laughing and joking and having a good time. See somebody walk into Alan and be afraid of their own shadow and uh, watch them share a meeting, you know? Share a meeting and share a meeting. You know, share about stuff they need. Um, and watch it work. Um, you know, so I'm coming to Alan and, uh, you know, and I'm really not liking being a member of Alan. I, I really, I was trying to figure out a way to not have to come anymore. Um, and uh, so I, I look around the room, and it's really easy to find differences between me and other people in Alan. You know, it's not, not very difficult. I used to say they all had gray hair, but I have gray hair too, so that's not a difference, you know. Um, but it's not, it's not difficult to find differences. And, uh, you know, I, uh, John Blank at the moment, um, I found out um, that I could uh, start making decisions in my own life. Um, I really did. I found out that, uh, you know, I could uh, stop being mad at you because my life, because I was unhappy. Um, you know, I was resentful of my wife because my bills weren't being taken care of. And I was resentful of um, my daughter because of how she was acting. And she's 17 years old. And she's going to act that way, you know. And, uh, um, and I realized that I had a part in my own life. And, uh, so I started doing things a little bit differently. I called my sponsor and I talked with Gary about uh, you know, each particular thing. And he'd ask me questions like, you know, where, you know, where is God in this? You know, if you pray about this today. You know, if you pray about this. You know, um, and he would give me different suggestions on how to handle things. He would like to talk to me about detachment and, you know, um, uh, detached with love. You know, and I'm not detached with love. I just detached, you know. I just was like it's your problem, you know, and, uh, and I couldn't pay attention to anything wrong with you because it's your problem. It's not my problem, you know, and I would just detach and, uh, um, and I don't have to pass with love and, and, uh, and, and realize that I do have a part in, in this relationship, you know what I mean, and I do have uh, um, uh, an interest in what's going on in you, with you in your life, you know. Um, you know, uh, he gave me that uh, blueprint for progress. 
about the fourth step. And I would sit down and start writing that book. And uh, um, the first time I wrote that book, I uh, went back and read through half of it after I got that far. And all it was was about somebody else. Um, I wrote in there about how you were wrong. You know, about how my wife was wrong, my family was wrong. And uh, it just took me a long time to, to pay attention to what was going on with me. Um, and Why am I having a hard time? Interesting. Um, it sounds like this when I pray and I ask God to help me. You know, give me a, give me a word to say and show me what to say next. You know, um, it's not so much making a fool out of myself. I've done that enough times in my life. One more time, just not that big a deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> so making a fool out of myself is just not that big a deal. Um, but, uh, you know, but I do, I am grateful to be a member of Al-Anon. Um, you know, I go to that meeting on Tuesday night, and uh, I go to another meeting at 6.15 on Thursday morning sometimes in Hyde Park, and there's one on, on uh, Thursday night that I go to the same church, Church of the Redeemer in, the, in Hyde Park on Paxton Dairy. Um, and I've spent a lot of years, and I didn't even know it, I, I spent a lot of years being upset about how miserable I was, and not knowing why, you know, not understanding why I was so miserable. I was resentful of you for how unhappy I was. Um, and when I, you know, started working the steps in Alamon, uh, you know, I realized that uh, um, I can take control of my own life on some level. You know, I can make decisions about what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Um, and, and it was difficult. My sponsor would say, well, you're allowed to say, you're allowed to have this conversation. I'd tell them that you don't want to do this. And I said, I can't say that. You know, I can't say that, you know. Um, uh, you know, I, my opinion, I would rather you tell me, you know, you know, that you don't like me instead of tell me that you like me. You know, um, I know how to handle you don't like me. You know, I know how to handle that. Um, you tell me I'm a wonderful person. You know, I like meet when my Kathy came up and he says, You're a wonderful person. I think you're just wonderful. I was like, Shut up. You know? <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, um, I never did understand that. I, what, was, what was that? You know, and, and, and what it was for me is I just didn't like myself. You know, I just didn't like who I was. Um, and. And there's, I still have times today where I, I don't like who I am. I don't like the way I think. I don't like the decisions that I make. Um, and I guess that's just, it's just progress is what it is for me. It just ain't, it's just something that takes a little bit of time. Um, and I'm grateful for the progress. I really am grateful for the progress. Uh, I got, uh, you know, I got caught up in... Uh, They're caught up in my head. That's what I got caught up in. Uh, wow. Um, I don't think this has ever happened to me like this. I've given lots of leads, and I don't think this has ever happened to me like this. Just going a complete blind. Um, I don't get it. Um, both of my wives, my, my ex-wife and my wife, are both in the alcohol Um, um 
my relationship with my daughters is they're completely different today, and my son is completely different today than it was four or five years ago. Um, I'm active in their lives today. Um, I'm active in their lives today because uh, because of the decisions that I make differently as a result of being active in Alabama. Um, I and I participate in their lives. I have a daughter that's in college, and a daughter that's in the Navy, um, and a son that's in high school. Um, and I get to take kind of in their lives. I, uh, um, my two daughters, it's the stuff over the phone that's a difference for me. Uh, they'll call me, and I stop what I'm doing, and I sit down and talk to them for a little while, and uh, listen to what they have to say. Um, sometimes one of them just call me inside this mission, you know, so I talk to them for a little bit. I used to not feel like I had time to do that because I got to work, I got to work, I got to get the work done. I got to make the money, I got to pay the bills, I'm focused, focused, and uh, um, I would never stop. And then I would feel guilty because I wouldn't stop, and I would feel guilty because I wasn't in their life, you know. Um, and it's a vicious cycle, it's a vicious cycle. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of how my life is, but it's just one vicious cycle of not being happy about who I am and the decisions that I make and not being able to get out of that, and not being able to get out of those decisions that I make. Um, and, uh, and then not sleeping at night. Lay down, I lay down and not sleep all night. And I think, man, what the hell's the matter with me? I be worried about something in the middle of the night that I can't do anything about. And I still do that once in a while, but it used to be all the time. Um, it used to be all the time that I didn't sleep. And I was, and, uh, I, you know, I had a guy that I used to be his boss. And he came to me like 10 years after I was boss, after he quit working. And he, he said, you know, you were always an ass. Like, wow, nice, you know? Nice. And uh, he didn't walk up and say, Hi, Ed, how are you? It's good to see you. I've seen you years. He just walked up and said, You know, you were always an ass. He turned around and walked away. I said, You know, I think he meant that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I just was, man. I was just was. I, uh, I should have never been a boss. I should have never been in a position to be have the power to, to control anybody or tell anybody what to do. I should have never been a boss. And uh, um, this is sober. And, uh, no alcohol. Um, you know, I just was a nice guy. There were people that go to the owner of the company and complain about me and say, I don't want to work with me anymore. And I just was not a nice guy. And today, I don't know the business today. I got four or five guys working for me. And I've had uh, various conversations with them over the past couple of months because of things that have happened. I've had to talk with them as a boss and employee, and they say, man, dude, I love working for you. You're the best boss I've ever had. You know, I love working for you. Um, I had one guy recently say to me, look, man, I love you. I love working for you. I don't want to work for anybody else, but I'm not working with him anymore. And he says, I can't make me pick between him and working for you. He says, I, he says, I can't really work with him. Anymore, I have to work somewhere else. And, uh, I talked to my sponsor about I have how to handle this guy to work for me. What do I do? And he suggested that I, 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 I tag a guy come in and uh, on Monday morning and apologize to everybody in the company for how he acted. I said you have to come in and apologize to everybody for what you did, what you said to him, and how you acted, and then you're going to leave and we'll vote on whether you get to stay working here or not. And. Uh, he said, seriously? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, and I said, I don't think anybody's ever held you accountable for your actions. And he said, I don't think so either. I don't like it, you know. And uh, so 
we came in and we apologized, and uh, it wasn't a very big apology, and it wasn't uh, wasn't a very good apology, and it was kind of half-ass, and, uh, and he walked out, and everybody said, I'm not working with him. And uh, so I had a good time to get his fire. And I tell him why. And he shook my hand, and he said, that's the fairest way that anybody's ever fired me. You know? Um, and... Uh, and it was and it, the interesting part about it was it was a decision that I knew needed to be made, and uh, I was comfortable with the decision. I didn't agonize over it because of how I went about it. Um, and I learned that now. You know, learned how to learn how to do that now. And I, and, uh, um, and I don't like doing folks. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like, you go make the money and make sure everything works just fine and come give me the money. <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. Um, but, but it just doesn't work that way, you know. Um, I'm a small business, so I, I really like what I do. I, I'm the kind of guy that I need to be able to see what I've done. I work with my hands, I work with wood for a living, and, uh, um, and I like looking back and see what I've done and look at the floor and, and uh, look at the finished product. I get a kick out of that. That's who I am, you know. Um, you know, I'm not a paper pusher. I, I am more now since I'm a business owner, and I do get some gratitude out of it, but I get more gratitude out of it working with my hands. I really do. Um, and uh, and I like working with guys. I like teaching guys how to do what they do. I like, you know, teach, watching them learn, and I like being a part of that. You know, uh, I'm grateful for that. I, I really do get a kick out of that. You know, and I'm just the kind of person that, that I can talk with somebody and work with somebody for a little while getting ideas to where they're coming from, you know. Um, guys that I sponsor uh, will call me and they'll tell me something and I go, now come on, you know. Is, is that really the deal? You know, because it doesn't sound like that's the deal, you know. Um, and it's interesting for me to, to, you know, I get a kick out of uh, figuring it out, you know, figuring out what's going on, what the problem is, and, then, uh, and learning from it. You know, I get a kick out of it, you know. Um, I enjoy, um, you know, learning what motivates me to make the decisions that I make. Um, you know, you know, when I argue, Nick and I, we, we have a dance when we argue, and our dances change. You know, I call it the dance, and uh, you know, the dance at one point was we argue, and I'd say something, and she'd say something louder, and I'd say something louder, and then I'd louder, and throwing, and hitting, and yelling, and screaming. And, and I'm done. None of us would say I'm done. It usually would be I'm done. You have to find some place else to go. I'm done. I'm not living with you anymore. And I spent my whole life on that. I'm done. I quit. I'm done. Did that in high school. I get involved in, 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 in something, something in high school, and I get embarrassed, and I get insecure, and I quit. I'm done. You know. Um, and I don't know. I think it's been two years or three years. I don't remember how long it's been. She, she, you know, it's like better than me. How long it's been since I said you have to leave? You know, um, you have to go. I get mad about something. It could be money. It could be garbage. It's something in my head. You know, some decision in my head that I get that I'm done. I get afraid and it's your fault. You know, I get afraid and it's your fault. You've got to go. You know, um, if I wasn't now, long, we wouldn't be married. You know, we would not be married today. Um, I would not save my marriage. 
we have a different dance today. You know, sometimes we'll argue and one of us will, will say, well, it's this and it's this and it's this and it's this. And the other one will go, no, wait a minute. That's five arguments. Which one are we arguing about? Let's pick one, you know? And I like being able to say that. And when she says it, it bothers me because I don't like it. She's right, you know what I mean? And so we'll argue about the one thing now. We argue about this, whether it's the garbage or the money or the whatever, or the kid. And we, we talk about that. You know, and uh, she says to say it more than I say it. She has to say, don't yell at me. Right, okay. Not to stop, to take a breath, and, and not yell. You know, and uh, so we haven't had we haven't knocked down drug out argument in a couple of years. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Um, and and, I, and I'm, I'm really happy about that. I like it that our dance has changed. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things I hear people talk about in, in, uh, is they, you know, they shout and they dance in You know, you ever hear that? I'm not going to go looking for a relationship that Dan, Danny Cannon anymore. You know what I mean? Because they're shopping at Danny Cannon. And it's like they're, they're really, really quick to realize what's wrong with you in a relationship. And, uh, you know, and I had to figure out what's wrong with me in a relationship. You know, I had to figure out what my part of the deal was. And, uh, um, and I'd be honest with myself. And I would say, okay, why do I feel this way? You know, why do I hate you right now? You know, I hate you right now because you're right. You know? Is what you said was right and it bothers me, you know? Um, or I'm, I'm resentful because I'm afraid about the money and I think the money is your fault, you know? Or I'm afraid about the bills or I'm afraid about this and I think it's your fault, you know? Well, is it your fault? Well, no, it's not your fault. You know, it's our fault, you know? We have to hand it. Um, you know, and I've had to be honest about, you know, what my part in my life is, you know? Um, and I don't always like my part in my life, you know. Uh, you know, for years I could, could always tell you, you know, when I got divorced from my first marriage, I would, people say, how's it going all? So my wife, and so this, and this, that, and it's, you know, and she's this way, and I can't believe it, it's, you know. Um, and man, it's so not nice. Gee, because it's not nice, you know. Horrible. Uh, not nice. You know, I had to go back and make amends to my first wife and, and, and uh, apologize to her for what I said to her and about her. You know, um, you know, and she was accurate. She said we both, you know, one of us were making good decisions at the time, and we weren't. We just weren't. You know, um, you know, and I'm grateful for the relationships that I have today. You know, not just with my wife, but the fact that the fact that my mother actually wanted to come here today. With the, the people that work for me, my friends, my family. You know, I have I have family, you know, but I have people that I choose to be my family. You know? I have friends that are my family, that I've known for many, many years, that are my family. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and, and those things, they continue to change and change. You know, uh, you know, who you spend time with, who you hang out with. It just changes from time to time. But there are people that uh, that are my family, all my friends, no matter what they do, no matter how they act, you know, no matter what they say, they're my friends and my family. Um, um, you know, I've never been one to really, um, you know, feel like a 
candy from. I got here. Thank you. You missed the best part. Everybody has candy back there. I'll raise the candy. I can't. I can't be found back there. You have to call me afterwards, okay? Um, I, uh, I've never been one to really want to make a lot out of myself. I just want to always get by and do the deal and just do what I need to do. And, uh, um, my dad always said to me, you can do whatever you want to do. You can learn how to fly a helicopter if you want to. You know, he would always tell me that you can do whatever you want to do. And I never believed that. I just never believed that I could do. Because I always had that voice that would say, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. You, you'll fail. You're going to fail. And, uh, you know, I've realized I can do whatever I want to do. You know? And sometimes what I want to do is just, you know, take a ride on the motorcycle. And sometimes what I want to do is, is be responsible and take care of what's my, what is it on my plate and just, and just on my plate, you know, and not pay attention to what's on your plate. And, uh, um, you, know, I, and uh, you know, I can do whatever I want to do. I can be whoever I want to be. You know, I, I can learn how to um, just like the guy that I am. Uh, and it's interesting for me, I, a couple of years ago, I, I, I had this opportunity to have a few different people share with me with they, their opinion of me to, to me, you know, and, uh, and it is not, it was not my opinion of me, you know, uh, I'm nowhere close to my opinion of me, you know, they said, you're a really nice guy, you know, uh, you're a good friend, and, uh, and, uh, and they would say things like, you're my brother, you're my brother, and you're, you know, you're always my family, and it shocked me, it just totally shocked me, you know, uh, and I would have friends come to me and say, man, I haven't seen you. Why were you been at? You know, just fall off the face of the earth. And I thought, why does it matter to you? You know what I mean? Why, why do I matter to you? You know, why I matter to them? You know, they like me. Um, and I also have gotten the opportunity to feel that same way about a host of people, just like I talked about before, you know. A host of people that, that, uh, that I care about um, and, and, and would help them if I can, and, you know, when the opportunity arises. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I'll call this a family on this, and, and uh, there's a lot of people that uh, are going to sleep tonight or not sleep tonight in an unsafe home. You know, uh, I ran into somebody that I go to Alabama with, and I ran into her in Kroger's one time, and she gave me a look of horror. You know, like, oh my God, please don't send it to me. Uh, because she's with her husband. You know, and her husband might not know that she goes down. You know? Um, so I walked past her and didn't even acknowledge her. And the next time I saw her, she said, she said thanks for not saying it to me. I said, no problem. You know? I understand. And I don't know what her home life is like, um, but that has to suck, you know, to live like that. Um, but I see her meetings, and she laughs, and she smiles, and she seems to be happy. You know, and I become friends with her, and I talk with her once in a while. And, uh, and she's not safe at home. You know, she's not safe at home. But she is safe when she's at the meeting. She has a place to come so we can talk about what's going on with us and say whatever we need to say and be safe. And uh, that's what Alan on is for a lot of people. It's a safe place to talk about what's going on. If you think about it, man, how powerful that is, how tremendously powerful that is to, to have a place to go 
uh, to talk about something so tremendously personal, you know, and and, uh, and horrifying at the same time, you know. Um, I can help with the beginners meeting, and uh, at the Tuesday night meeting, I go to it, and, uh, it, and, it, and it's really is interesting to see somebody at their first outing on the and uh, uh, I'm here, so don't stop drinking. You know what I mean? Uh, so we keep coming back. Okay? Um, that's not really what this is about, but you keep coming back. You know, uh, I'm not here to get my wife to be here. For my family to be different. I'm here because this works for me. Um, now, this has not been the best lead I've ever given, that's for sure. And after I get done, when I'm upstairs in the, in the, in the, in the hotel room, I'm sure we'll be better leave in about 15 minutes or so. <laughs> but it's all good, you know. Um, you ever been on the highway and you saw a pickup truck in front of you and it's got a load on it and and the springs aren't that good, and the load's not tied down really well, and it's kind of half on and half off. And in front of the truck's not going this, it's going down the road, you know. And it's kind of like an accident waiting to happen, you know. And you, and you, you want to get past it because you don't want to run over it when it falls off. But you find yourself getting a different lane and you're going the same speed because you want to watch it. I don't want it to cause me a problem, but I want to see what happens, you know. <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of what a lot of our lives is like, you know. Kind of go through life and, and uh, everybody else can see that we're, you know, not steady love, you know. Everybody else notices that, you know, we're accident right now, but, but, you know, we just kind of are oblivious to how screwed up our lives really are, you know. And, uh, and I didn't know for a long time, you know, how I left field I was, how much of an unsteady living I was. You know, my ex-wife could tell you, or my wife could have told you, my family could have told you, my friends could have told you. But I didn't know how, how unsettled I was, you know. And uh, now my mind has given me a place to settle. It's given me a place to be stable. It's given me a place to be grounded, you know. Um, I'm a crier. I don't like being a crier, but I'm a crier. You know, and, uh, you know, and I'm more grounded now than I ever have been. I'm more who I am than I ever have been. You know, and not everything about who I am is who I want to be, but I'm more the guy I want to be than I ever have been. Um, I love all my friends in Alabama. I love the the people that I go to Tuesday night with and that I get to say hi to every week and to hang out with and talk to and listen about their lives. I love being a member of Alabama. Um, I don't know where I'd be if I wasn't in Alabama, um, but I would not have the life I have today. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be as happy and as comfortable as who I am here today. I just wouldn't be. Um, so, uh, Come check us out on Tuesday night, 12 and 12. We talk about the 12th tradition, 12 steps, just like she was talking about, you know, trying to incorporate it in our life and our family. And uh, um, it really works. It works, it really does. Um, next time you're in a moment that you don't like being in and you don't like 
how your life is, and you don't like your surroundings, um, if you qualify for Alamo, if you haven't been, come check us out. Um, save my life. Thank you for listening. <laughs>